everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday, it's January 22nd, it's 2021, and we have 11 NBA games to talk about here on today's podcast. We're presented by Monkey Knife Fight. If you haven't checked them out, the link is in the description of the podcast. Like always, you just get 100% deposit bonus up to 50 bucks on your first deposit. Uh, use that link. And they have a special going on right now. If you play $50 in NBA, Thursday or Friday, we'll say it's Friday. So uh, you'll get a $20 ticket um, for MMA this weekend, UFC. Um, so make sure you guys are checking that out. Get f- some free money um, to kind of play some UFC. So um, joined today by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Huh, not too bad. Got kind of shot at a GBP tonight. Took one down last night. Basketball's going well. I, I, I like the baskets balls. I'm going to miss football, but yeah, things things are going good. Yeah, it's really not doing football with you um, this week. We've been doing it all year. So uh, let's jump right in. A lot to talk about. 11 games, not a ton of totals out right now. A lot of news we're kind of waiting on. So that's always uh, a ton of fun when we're starting a podcast. But uh, let's get started with Chicago at Charlotte. Um, no total in this game. Wendell Carter Jr. is, is doubtful, um, and then Williams is probable. And then on the Charlotte side, Cody Zeller is probable. He's been out for a while. Um, let's go with the Chicago side first. What do you like here for the Bulls? Um, Levine, White, Markinen. Um, like it, it's pretty much those two guys. I think my favorite of the bunch is going to be Markinen. Uh, Levine's priced at 9-5, which he's been paying off on a pretty consistent basis outside of that one game versus Dallas, which was just a weird game. Um, yeah, like he, he's fine. 11 game slate it's a strictly gpp shot but he's a guy that's definitely in play white always has upside hasn't been playing great lately so i don't expect him to come in at real high ownership but he can definitely get it done but marketing i mean with Carter out there he could get a little bit of time at the five he's been doing all the five this year it's a good matchup going up against charlotte not the fastest paced team but not a great defensive team he's the main guy that i would end up looking at but i think more of my interest is over on the charlotte side yeah, like I think on the Chicago side, if you want to go Levine or White um, or Marketing, that's fine. Um, I, I think like if you want to roll the dice on like Otto Porter, like this would be a, this could be potentially a game that he gets um, upper twenty minutes with Wendell Carter Jr. out. So I don't hate Otto Porter. Um, you know, it'd be really interesting to see. If they start Gafford, um, if he gets the if he gets like a start here at thirty one hundred, I think he's very much in play. I think we're just gonna have to kind of wait and see what the starting lineup looks like for Chicago. Um, on the Charlotte side of things, Lamelo Ball, highest priced guy for Charlotte. I, I like Lamelo, but I, I don't think I can pay this price for him even in a matchup against Chicago. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a fantastic matchup for pretty much everyone here going up against Chicago, one of the fast-paced teams in the league and one of the worst defensive teams. Like, just this a fantastic matchup. But, yeah, Melo priced at 7.8K. Could get 30 minutes in this game, but more than likely he's going to end up in the mid-20s like he has been. So I don't know if I can pay that price tag, but Hayward and Washington and even Graham, absolutely fantastic price tags and fantastic spot. I know Hayward hasn't been great recently, but – I really don't care. Um, he's still a guy that has 60-point upside, and this is the perfect matchup for him. He should be chucking the ball a whole lot, getting peripherals. Like, this is just a perfect spot for him. 7.7K is not expensive enough. P.J. Washington, over 40 points in each of the last three games, and he's sitting there at 6.8K in a fantastic spot. And 
Graham like just keeps paying off his price tag, got a price up a little bit at 6.2K, but probably not expensive enough, has 40-some-odd point upside here. If you're not playing ball, any of these three guys are in play. And if you are playing ball, I still am fine with playing any of these three. Like, I don't generally like stacking too much in the first game, but this is definitely a spot where I'm going to use a lot of Charlotte players in a high-scoring close game. Yeah, um, definitely like, like the Chicago side or Charlotte side of things. I think LaMelo, you know, I think I'd go Graham. Like I said, like you were kind of talking about, I think Devontae Graham um, is where you're looking at on DraftKings at 6,200 in this amazing matchup against Charlotte. Should play upper 30 minutes. Um, I think Graham is one of the better plays on this slate. Moving on, we got Houston at Detroit. No total in this game. Clemens, Exum, House, Wall remain out. Hayes remains out. Don't know why we don't have a line for this game, but we don't. Um, I did see something that Christian Wood might not play. Um, he's oh, already been ruled out. He got. He has been ruled yeah. out. So. Yeah, they, they said he was questionable, and then like 30 minutes later just ruled him out. And I'm like, all right. Ah, all right. Um, well, let's start with the Houston side and, you know, DeMarcus Cousins, who's probably the best value play on the slate. Yeah, most likely. I mean – so, I mean, he gets to start, which I would assume he would. Like, with that wooden there, like, going to eat up a ton of usage. Should hopefully see over 20 minutes in this spot. I mean, last time we had this situation, he was pretty much the same price and ended up with 40 points in 23 minutes, and he shot terribly. So, this is an absolute smash up for spot for Cousins. I think it's another time where you just end up like, you know, lock him in, let other people make a mistake. So Boogie is pretty much a lock button for me at this moment. And Oladipo, like without Wooden there, that's going to be an even bigger increase in usage. He's already getting a ton of it. Didn't shoot well last game. Still ended up with 44 points. He's running that offense. It's a good matchup versus Detroit without Cousin or without uh, Wood in there. The spread's only sitting at four, like Detroit's favored. So absolutely just hammer Cousins, Oladipo, and then Tate and Gordon offer some pretty decent value. I know Gordon hasn't done a ton, but still has a ton of upside, still putting up 20 shots a game. If he ends up getting hot, he can absolutely crush here. And with extra usage to go around, should smash and Tate should see a boatload of mints. So, like, this is this is another game where, again, I'm going to be loading up on the early games, which I don't like doing, but it's just a perfect spot for everyone. Yeah, I think this is um... – one of those slates where like, you know, we don't like to stack the early slates, but I think, um, you know, the early games make a ton of sense on this slate, like Tate cousins, Oladipo, all great options here. Um, I don't even hate Eric Gordon. You know, he's going to get plenty of usage and shot attempts in this one. Like, you know, PJ Tucker will probably play a lot of minutes here. I don't love playing him though. Um, yeah. Macklemore and Brown are both kind of back too, but, I think like I think you just stick kind of to the main pieces here on Houston. Um, what do we like here on Detroit? It's Grant and it's Rose. Like Rose, just because of the price tag, a good matchup going up against Houston. Should see a like normal Derrick Rose game where he's going to shoot. He's got if he gets hot, then he can smash five point five k. But more interested in Grant. Like Grant's putting up just twenty shots every single game. He's been fantastic. Like getting peripheral stats, has the stock upside, has the rebounding upside, has the assist upside. He's just been amazing. And 
at 8.1k, I don't expect a lot of people to play him. Like maybe just because they want to have a bring back in this game to make, because they think it's going to stay close. He could end up getting a decent amount of ownership, but it's just those two guys. But I, I really like Grant at 8.1k. I still don't think that price tag's high enough. Yeah, like he's just been a guy that has been, you know, uber consistent, getting a ton of minutes. Um, he's been like the play from Detroit all year. Um, Blake Griffin, he, he's been kind of living in like those 30s. I don't know if he's going to score enough in an 11-game slate. Just want to kind of note that like he has been getting, you know, more consistent with 30-point games. And Derrick Rose, um, really like he didn't shoot the ball bad the other night. He just didn't do anything else, um, you know, up against Atlanta. So don't hate the idea of continuing to get like that hu- huge usage, um, you know, for Rose off the bench. Moving on, we got Orlando at Indiana um, taking on the Pacers. We got Aminu, Mobamba, Foltz, Isaac, Okoe, Al, Al. Michael Carter-Williams is questionable, which I think is kind of interesting. We'll talk about that in a second. Levert and Warren remain out. Turner's questionable. Let's start with Orlando. They've been absolutely terrible um, defensively, offensively. Everything has been really struggling for this team. I do think, like, Michael Carter-Williams is interesting because if he comes back and he's good to go – you know, this could be a guy that plays a lot of minutes, you know, taking maybe some minutes from Cole Anthony and, you know, probably playing almost all the backup point guard minutes. Yeah, I don't really want to play him and get 30 minutes and 20 points. Like, I'm just kind of just done playing him. Uh, like, I know he'll get a lot of minutes, but I think on an 11-game slate, it's something we can probably avoid to an extent. Um Honestly, don't really want to play a lot of guys on the side. Indy, obviously, a not as good as they have been, slow as they have been in the past, and not as bad defense or good defensively as they have been. But like, it's it's Vooch and it's Gordon. Like, Vooch has sixty plus point upside in any given matchup. Gordon has been playing a boatload of minutes and seems to have triple double upside now. Um, like, he's probably still a little bit too cheap at seventy six hundred. I'm not a big fan of the matchup, but if I'm playing anyone, it's playing the studs. Like, you can take a shot on Cole Anthony, but if MCW comes back, then not expecting a huge amount of minutes for him, probably could eat into it a bit. And it's not like he's putting up massive outings. He still has upside, so I'm not going to argue with a tournament spot for him. But you could end up in the 25-point range, and on an 11-game slate, you're pretty much just completely out of it if that happens. Yeah, like, I probably don't end up playing anybody from the Magic here. Um at all like it's an 11 game slate I, I like like i said i think michael carter williams if he plays and we get like he's not going to be on like a minutes restriction or anything like that he's somewhat interesting vooch has been absolutely crushing here recently but the price has increased um and you know it's just really tough to pay that price for him um he has been you know consistently putting up big game after big game after big game so like i don't hate playing vooch but he's probably the only guy that like i can can even consider on the magic um on the pacer side of things i think the pacers kind of handle this game um so like I, i'm you know another reason that i'm kind of worried about paying for vooch and one of the reasons that i'm worried about paying for like sabonis or brogdon um is because i do worry about like this game getting out of hand yeah i mean it's a three-point sped right now but i'm kind of on the same page the line seems a little bit fishy but i mean who who knows uh, honestly like i'd not a great spot for Sabonis. Not a terrible spot. He's Sabonis, but 11-game slate. I'd rather take my upside on some other guys. I think 
there's going to be one or two 8K guys that are going to end up outscoring this bonus and some top-tier guys that will too. So staying away from him, Brogdon, I think, is the play in this spot. Um, just continuing to put up a lot of shots. Not really shooting great, but still putting up serviceable fantasy outings. 32 and 39 in the last two, but he put up 20 shot attempts. If he actually starts shooting the ball well, like he was earlier in the season, then we could see him in the 50-55 point range. So going up against Orlando, better matchup than it's been in the past. I think he's the main guy I want to go with. But, like, you can take a shot on some of these other value guys, but, like, there's there's too many good value plays on this slate that I don't think it becomes worth it at all. We move on Brooklyn at Cleveland, 227 total here. Brooklyn favored by nine and a half. Um, nobody really out outside of like Dinwiddie. Um, and then on the Cleveland side, Dova, um, Love, Porter all out. Garland questionable. Uh, like we just, hey, we just saw this game. Um, and I don't think it's going to end the same way. I don't think so either. Um, Cleveland beat Brooklyn. Um, was it two overtimes? Um, yeah. What are we looking at here on the Brooklyn side? Nothing. I, I don't want anything. Like, obviously, we saw some decent games. Durant went a little bit scorched earth there and just absolutely crushed. Again, that was mostly because double overtime. Kyrie ended up hitting his price tag. Harden had a little bit of a rough outing and didn't shoot a ton, but still played 50 minutes and only put up 59 points. Like, I'm staying away from the big three here. Harris is a guy that is going to get his usage eaten up too much with these other guys in here. Jordan, I can't really fully trust his minutes in a 5.2K. Like, on a smaller slate, I'd definitely take a shot on him. He doesn't look too bad, but, like, we just saw this game. He only put up 24 minutes, so I don't know if we can go with him. If I, Like, I thought he might see increase in minutes, and maybe it still will happen. But he didn't get a ton of minutes the last game, so I don't know if it's true. So I'm just – I'm full on fading Brooklyn. I think I'm going to take the same approach with Brooklyn as well. Um, it's just really hard to trust any of these guys. You know, like a lot of – Kevin Durant was there before um, double overtime, but a lot of these guys kind of got there because of double overtime. You know, you give an extra 10 minutes and – they can definitely benefit from that. So I'm probably going to pass on Brooklyn as well on the Cleveland side of things. Like, you know, Sexton, he had a monster game um, the other night, came back from, you know, his ankle injury and played 38 minutes and put up 63 fantasy points, like massive amounts of usage um, from him. Like, can we, can we trust this or not? Like, you know, I don't know if we really want to expect him to have like a 37% usage rate again. Yeah, I I don't think so. And honestly, um, it's kind of dependent on Garland. If Garland doesn't end up playing, then I can absolutely see playing Sexton. I probably will play a bit of him. I mean, it's a a pace offense. Like Brooklyn's going to run a huge pace this season because they're so efficient on the offensive end and on the defensive end. I don't think they're going to be that great. Uh, so Sexton is definitely a guy that's in play. Drummond can't trust his minutes. Jared Allen, I get it was a revenge game in the first game there and he played 31 minutes because of it and he did really well, but not trusting that Nance, like, I don't know where his minutes are going to be. I know he played 45 the other night, but that was a double overtime game. Like for me, this is just probably a Sexton game and that's entirely if Garland doesn't end up playing, like I get playing Jetty, he's going to play a boatload of minutes. Like he always does. If Garland 
it's out. So it's not the worst idea in the world, 6,500, but big enough slate where I can probably avoid him. Like nothing, nothing really stands out in this spot for Cleveland. And I like, I don't need to play anyone because there's plenty of good plays in the 8K range and the cheaper range. Just, just probably fade this game. They'll probably end up being a blowout anyways. Yeah, I think, like you said, if Garland's out, I think he can go back to the well on Sexton. Um, like Larry Nance played 45 minutes and had 42 fantasy points the other night. So, like, I really think Sexton is the guy you're looking at if Garland sits. Um, you know, if Garland sits, Osman's not the worst play, but I really think Sexton's the guy. Uh, Boston at Philadelphia, no total in this one. Jason Tatum remains out. Um, and Scott is out. Curry's probable. Um, let's start here with Boston. What do you like here for the Celtics? Yeah, Brown burn us the other night, and I'm probably going to go back to the well. Uh, I think he's in play for tournaments, but that's pretty much it. Kemba's not – like, he was crushing, but he's not going to get more than, what, do you think, 25 at the absolute most, which has price tag. You can still beat it, but you're not getting a ton of upside from a guy for 25 minutes unless he just gets laser hot from behind the arc again. So don't think we're going to go there. Tice, I know, had a big night the other night, but he went 10 for 11 for the field. 5.3K, I think there are better plays on this slate. Thompson is just not going to get enough minutes for it to be worth it. He's not producing in the minutes he does get. Brown's the only guy I really want here. This game happened to go a certain way the other night. I don't think it's going to go that way again. Yeah. um, Don't hate it, man. Like, I think Brown – is probably the guy we want 10 for 24, like took 24 shots, 10 threes. Like he's the, he's the upside guy. You know, I think man, Kimba, if we like, I know he's supposed to play 25 to 28 minutes. Like, is that enough of an increase to take a shot at 6,500? Did they say like, did they give an official? Okay. Yeah. There was a report that came out. Um, All right thursday that he was going to play 25 to 28 minutes i mean it's 6.5 k like he was he was just absolutely red hot the other night and he still only ended up with 31 points add what 10 to 20 percent extra to that yes he can get to 39 this is a massive slate like 39 isn't going to kill you if you fade it and it isn't going to help you that much in all likelihood if you do end up playing it this could be an extreme stars and scrubs night I don't know exactly what value is going to end up here, but we got some question marks and we got Boogie on the slate. So I don't, I don't think he can get there with six at a 6,500 price tag, just playing 25 to 28 minutes. Cause I'm guessing they're probably going to keep him on the lower end of that. Yeah. Well, the, like they had him at a 20 minute limit and he played 20 what, 22 minutes the other night. So who knows? Well, he was um, absolutely crushing and they had to like, they had to keep things close. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't hate it as like a large field tournament play. I know a lot of people played Tristan Thompson the other night. Um, he he got in foul trouble. He had a terrible game. Daniel Tice had a better game. Um, on Fanduel, like on Fanduel, Tristan Thompson is still like really really cheap um, at forty four hundred. So I don't hate going back to Tristan Thompson on Fanduel and hoping that like he just has a better game in general. Um, anything that you like here on the Philly side of things? I mean, it was a great spot for Embiid the other night. He crushed. 
I think that's one of the few spot or a few spots you can actually go back to on this Philly team. Put up 40 points the other night, has crushed in two of the last three games. If this game ended up staying close, if you're bringing back Brown on the other side, which I think you can do, um, then I think that he's the play. I'm not going Simmons. Shake Milton and Seth Curry, like both of them priced about where they should be. And I don't know how much they're going to eat into each other's minutes. Milton obviously saw a little bit downtick in usage in the last game. Ben Simmons at 8.4K, not going to get there on the slate. Harris is always an all right play, but never really a great play. Probably end up in the mid thirties chance for some upside, but most likely no. Like it's, it's, it's really just Embiid. A lot of these other guys are priced where they should be. And I don't feel the need to go with any of them. So Embiid, just because you're going to have the money to pay up. And I think this is a decent spot to just do a one one, and one on both sides stack with Brown and Embiid. Yeah, I've played Curry a lot this year, but I just we don't have an idea what his minutes are going to be. Um, he'd be a shot-in-the-dark tournament play. He has gone over 30 fantasy points in four or five before he got uh, the Rona. So, yeah. Um, I mean, the fact that he got held out because of conditioning the other night makes me think that it's it's probably not the best spot to go with him. Yeah, I, I think you take the wait and see approach. But if you see like twenty seven minutes or something like that, you jump on him. Um, the next slate Philly plays. So, uh, moving right along here, we got Miami at Toronto. Um, Bradley Butler, Leonard all out still. Um, Tyler Hero questionable. Um, and then Siakam is questionable on the Toronto side of things. Let's go, Miami first. Uh, what do you like here for the Heat? Uh, Bam disappointed the other night, so this is going to be a game where I go right back to him. Uh, just had a horrible first half, kind of made up for it in the second half. Didn't shoot great, didn't shoot a ton, but that Butler's still in there. And if Hero ends up missing, then the usage should be there, and he should have had a much better night. Duncan Robinson went real hot at the beginning and then just faltered off. Not going to go there. Drogic is a fine play at 6K, but isn't offering you a ton of upside at that price tag, even if Hero ends up missing. None at 5.4K. I mean, he's been playing a boatload of minutes. If Hero ends up missing, then he's a sh- you can take a shot on him in tournaments. Hope that he does what he did the other night, but he's probably priced about how he should be if Hero ends up missing. If Hero ends up playing, then not a chance I'm playing him at all. And then Hero, if he ends up playing, then don't see a ton of upside at 7-1. There's better plays on the slate, so... It could go any number of ways, but I think in most scenarios where this game ends up staying close, it's Bam's the guy that really ends up crushing his price tag and everyone else is kind of right where they should be. Yeah, I um, definitely think if, if Tyler Hero's out, you know, we can continue to, you know, take shots on Kendrick Nunn. I, I think Goran Dragic on FanDuel, if we get news that Hero is out, Goran Dragic is 5,200 on FanDuel. Um didn't have the best shooting night the other night and put up 27 FanDuel points at 5,200. That's not going to kill you. If he shoots the ball a little bit better, um, he definitely crushes at this price. So on the Toronto side, I think Siakam um, news is huge. Uh, if he were, if he were to sit here, I think it's, it, it's big news um, for a lot of different reasons. What are you looking at here on Toronto? Yeah, no, absolutely. Like Siakam's been facilitating a whole lot in this offense. So without him in there, obviously usage goes down and like it just opens up, up quite a bit for Van Vliet and Lowry and Boucher. Like I know Boucher had a terrible night the other night. Just absolutely crushed me in a lot of things, but he's still 
is way too underpriced at 7,300. Just forget one bad game. He has been phenomenal. And if Siakam ends up missing, I could see him getting a little bit extra run and I could see him getting a little bit extra usage, even though he comes off a bench. The way that they do their rotation, Siakam comes out a little early and then pops back in there. I know they all play a boatload of minutes, but it really opens stuff up for all of them. And then OG, 6.1K. I hate paying that price tag with him, but without Siakam in there, I don't expect OG to get a whole lot of ownership. And just the increase in usage, he could have one of his 50-point games that he seems to put up randomly. So with Siakam, if Siakam out, play, play pretty much everyone over on Toronto. If Siakam ends up playing, then I think Siakam's in play and Boucher is still very much in play and a guy they'll end up using a lot of because everyone's going to hop off after that 14-point game. And it's just a dumb decision to make because he has a legit shot at a ton of points in this spot here. Um, yeah, I think like, obviously, um, we're really going to be paying attention close to this news. Like (laughs) Aaron Baines might, um, be the other like chalky value play with DeMarcus Cousins if Siakam's out. So like we, we shall see grants, um, we shall see, but yeah, I think Van Vliet's super interesting if Siakam doesn't play. Um, and then Boucher, man. So we're going to have all, if you have Siakam. Like we're gonna have all our center spots like paying seven point six k for two centers, and then no one's like it, it'll make interesting tournament builds if Baines is gonna look like he is chalk and Boogie's super chalk and like if if the, if Baines is going to be chalk and Siakam's out, then I I plan on fully fading him because there are like too many other two and going like one hundred percent center in my utility. That's not Baines, just because it'll be entirely different builds than other people if he is going to be that high on. You know, we can play instead, right? Atlanta at Minnesota. No Bogdanovich, no Dunn. Um, Gallo is doubtful. Reddish and Hunter are questionable. On the Minnesota side, Hernan Gomez, Cat, Rubio still all out. Um, there's this dude, Clint Capella, and we, we waited patiently for him to start playing upper 30s minutes and – He's done it the last three games, Grant, and he's gone 54, 54, 76. Uh, he gets a matchup against Minnesota, and if everybody is paying down at center on this slate, Clint Capella is just going to be that guy. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's that simple. Like, he has been unreal, and he's still too low-priced. Minnesota playing at one of the higher paces in the league, one of the worst defensive teams in the league. Like, this is going to be a high-scoring game here. The spread's currently at four and a half. So it's just as likely as almost any other game on the slate to stay close. Like this is just a beautiful spot for Capella. And you can play Capella. You can play Trey Young. You can play John Collins, although he's my least favorite of the bunch. Trey Young has just been shooting terrible from beyond the arc. And he finally had a pretty good shooting game the other night versus Detroit. That's probably some positive regression here. So he still put up 50 in the last three games and he hasn't shot over 50% from the field. Like this is a beautiful spot for both Trey Young and Capella. I'm going to be playing them in a lot of lives, especially with the value that we have on the slate. Yeah. I, I think like Capella is just he, him. And like, like you said, Trey, um, you know, Kevin Herter's price went back down to normal. If Reddish and, um, Hunter out, you can definitely play Herder at 5,900 instead of 90, what was it, 9,500 or something like that. Um, so they they got it right this time. Um, 
So yeah, we're going to be waiting a little bit on this Atlanta news, but man, this is a great spot regardless for Capella on the Minnesota side of things. Like, man, you know, Russell, he, he had been playing really good. He kind of had an off night against Orlando um, the other night and they let, um, Oh, why can't I think of his name right now? Uh, McDaniels uh, play a lot in that game. You know, he shot the ball like super well. And uh, McLaughlin, or whatever his name is, he played a bunch too. Like those two guys kind of made a run for Minnesota against Orlando the other night and um, got a lot of extra run because of that. Uh, What are we looking at as far as Minnesota goes? I mean, Russell Beasley, if you need to save a little bit. I know Vanderbilt didn't play a ton the other night. I think that was because of foul trouble, if I remember correctly. Uh, I think this is a spot where they'll need him a little bit more. At 5K, I know he disappointed real bad, but if he's going to play some minutes, then he's got a shot at uh, beating his value pretty good. Uh, So he's a guy that I'll look at. You can go back to McDaniels. Maybe he gets a decent amount of run. He's 3,500. Again, we'll have to see where the value is at on this slate. And I know he shot really well, but he can still get some boards. They'll need a little bit of height in here with – all the injuries. Um, but yeah, like it's Russell, it's Beasley, it's McDaniels. If you need some price savings and it's Vanderbilt, but kind of got to wait and see where injuries end up lining up tomorrow. But yeah, yeah, no, like I'll, I'll absolutely, like I'm playing a lot of Russell because I know he didn't shoot great the other night. I know that he can get hot. It's a pace up matchup but we don't currently have a spread on this but it's atlanta so i gotta assume it's going atlanta versus minnesota there's not going to be a ton of defense and it's going to be a fairly high pace game maybe one of the highest pace on the board so this is just going to be a fun game in terms of fantasy output if it doesn't end up becoming a blowout so I'm, i'm bringing it back with russell maybe a little bit of mcdaniels to for some price savings but this is this is going to be a beautiful game to stack up along with the early games so you're going to be going into late games with a huge lead, and you're probably going to keep that. Um, you hope anyway. Um, Dallas at San Antonio, two twenty-three total here. Dallas favored by two and a half. Um, Finney Smith, Maxi Powell, Richardson all remain out. White remains out for San Antonio. Let's start with Dallas. Uh, what are we looking at here for the Mavs? Luca Porzingis probably not going to the, chasing the Trey Young decent game the other night. Like, it's just those two guys. Porzingis mostly shot out of his mind going 12 for 15 from the floor and ended up with a double-double bonus. But he's been playing decent. He's been getting low 30s minutes. So I don't hate going with him in a matchup versus San Antonio, who obviously not great defensively, middle of the pack and pace. But Luca, like, he only had 50 the other night. He only shot the ball 15 times because Porzingis was so hot and other guys were contributing a lot, but this is a better matchup going up against San Antonio. He was shooting the ball 24, 30 times a game. His price tag at 10.9 K on this slate with all the value is going to be an easy one to stomach. So Luke is a guy that I'm going to be looking at a decent amount in tournaments, and I'm not going to fault you for playing Porzingis. He did have that massive string last year and his minutes are starting to get up there and he's starting to play well. So um, it's just those two guys. I don't want to touch any of the other Dallas pieces. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think those two guys, I think Porzingis has um, some upside, but they, they were really quick to pull the trigger on like raising his price on um, DraftKings and on FanDuel. So, you know, price-wise, is he is he going to have that ceiling game and kill me? Well, if this game stays close, maybe. Um, 
Let's go to the Spurs side of things. I'm with you, by the way. I'm not playing like Tim Hardaway. I know he's super cheap, um, and he can go for 30-plus fantasy points, but I'm probably going to pass on him. I know like the one game that he he's had a terrible game was against Toronto and he just shot awful. Um, the price is the price is nice. Trey Burke at 4,900. He's had some good games. Um, but overall, I think like if I'm looking at Dallas, I'm looking at Luca and Porzingis. Um, unless I just end up in that price range on one of those Dallas guys. Um, what do you like here for San Antonio? The price tag of LMA is a little bit enticing, but not going there um everyone's kind of priced how they should be like DeRozan Murray and Johnson are all priced about where they should be I think Johnson gives you the most upside of the bunch but like if you we need to run it back that's when you can use those three guys but other than that just no Dallas doesn't run at a huge pace they've been decent defensively it, it's just if you want if you're playing Luca, then if you really want to bring it back with someone, any of those guys are fine, but not great plays by any means. It's just, it's an 11 game slate. You don't get a ton of that upside out of San Antonio players normally. I don't think it's going to be different tonight. And everyone's priced accordingly. Yeah. Like, I feel like if this game stays close to Rosen, could have a big game. Um, but I just don't know if he if like, because Murray can have a really solid game too. Like the Spurs are are kind of balanced, um, especially with like Keldon Johnson playing well this season, um, and like Aldridge, not really doing much. Um, so like I, I think overall I'm with you. I think it's an 11 game slate. I don't think any of these guys break the slate, so I'm probably gonna pass on San Antonio, which will probably like lead to me not playing a ton of Luca on like DraftKings and FanDuel anyway. So. Um, OKC at Adelaide taking on the Clippers, 220 and a half total. Clippers favored by 13. Ariza, Horford, and Hall out for OKC. Uh, let's start with the Thunder in this spot. Um, you know, another cheap, you know, power forward slash center play on this slate is Isaiah Roby. Um, what are we looking at here? Yeah, Roby, Dort, and SGA can all end up hitting value, but this game's sitting at a 13 and a half point spread. I don't think it's close. It's not going to be terribly high scoring. You play those guys if you're playing George or playing Kawhi. Like, you bring it back with probably two of SGA, Dort, or Roby because they hit value if this game stays close. That means one of these guys is doing something big. SGA obviously still has a pretty decent usage in this offense. 7.9K is a little bit underpriced, but I think that's factoring in the blowout. So, I just – I really don't like anything. Like, if I had to rank him, Roby's probably my favorite play, then Dort, then SGA. I like I'm not the, playing. Yeah, I was going to say, I like the fact that you could play Roby at, like, power forward. So, like, you can still potentially go, like, Cousins, Capella, and you could play Roby, too, um, at 5K. So. Gosh, I miss fantasy draft. Yeah, five centers who, was nice, man. Yeah, who, if you played there, you can now get an account over on Monkey Night Fight, our sponsor. There you go. Um, I'm with you. I think like if you're playing Kawhi or George, you're probably running it back with SGA or, or and or uh Roby and Dort. But um, I probably won't play Kawhi and George. I, I like I get why you would, but like I don't know. Like you said, 13. Well, this game opened at 13. Sorry, up to 13 and a half. Um, I, I just don't see 
Like, I think the only way you play these guys is if you run it back with, like, two of the OKC guys. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, if this game stays close, likely a few guys in this game crush value. So it's strictly a game stack spot. Like, okay, both George and Kawhi stand out as all right. Play is not great. I prefer George, but I'm not playing any of the other ancillary pieces. I'm probably just crossing this game off. So we move on. Denver at Phoenix, uh, 219 and a half total. Phoenix favored by one. Uh, Porter Jr. is questionable. Uh, Jones and Sarge still out for Phoenix. Let's uh, start here with the Denver side. What do you like here for the Nugs? Joker. Like, you can take a tournament shot on Murray. Uh, chasing the ridiculous Millsap game the other night where he put up 40 in 26 minutes. Like, just silly. Just absolutely silly. Barton, I think, is a fine play. But there's a big enough slate where – you're going to see an aberration if anyone goes off outside of Jokic, who's 11K. And I think they're a better play. Like, I'd rather play Luka, I think. But, I mean, Joker could still end up with a triple-double here. If this game ends up staying close, they'd be mostly need to bring it back with someone. But also, you're giving up a precious center spot if you're playing Joker. So, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't see myself playing anyone here. I mean, Phoenix is not a high-paced team, and they're a very good defensive team or above-average defensive team. So, I I just don't see any anyone going off here outside of Joker just because got that matchup against Aiden. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I could definitely see Jokic getting there. But overall, like, this is another one of those games that – I don't love, but I also think like this is one of the better games as far as like competitiveness on the slate. So I wouldn't like hate getting like a maybe like a three person stack of this game. Maybe going like Jokic, um, Booker Paul or something like that. I don't even know. Um, at first glance, like maybe, you know, Jokic, Booker, Johnson to try to get some value or something along those lines. But yeah, I think like this game could be competitive, but 11 K for Jokic just is such a tough ask. If he doesn't have a monster game, like there's so many guys in that like nine K range um, that could easily put up 60. Um, so if Jokic doesn't have a monster game, it could be bad. Yeah. I mean, also you're giving up Capella or, some other center on this slate in order to get Joker. So you need Capella to have a trash game, which probably won't happen. Like at what, 18 or 2300 cheaper, you can get Capella over Jokic. And in most scenarios, like unless Joker goes for an 80 point game, you're giving up either Capella or Cousins. And it's just a tough ask or value ends up opening up. So the center position is just a tough spend up but it is a way to differentiate yourself um phoenix side anything like that you like here for the suns like man the more i think about this slate the more i just i'm just gonna pound the early slate and go to bed before the late slate even starts just make sure you post a screenshot of you winning all the money no i'll I'll be asleep before all that oh you old man you are we the same age i don't know but in any case (laughs) phoenix Booker, Aiden, Paul, I'd like Aiden the most, but again, you're giving up that center spot, so it's strictly a way to differentiate. And I'd want to bring it back with Joker, which means I'm giving up Boogie or Capella, which not going to happen, but Booker and Paul are both fine. Like Denver, obviously not the best defensive team in the league by a pretty long shot. So 
I just still don't think this is going to be that high-scoring game. The total sitting at 218. The one guy that's going to end up getting there in this spot most likely is going to be Aiton and Joker, just because Joker will be able to put up a triple-double even in a slow-paced game if this game stays close. So I, I just don't see any lineup construction where I end up stacking this game, and that's the only way I'm playing any Phoenix players. Yeah, I think that um with you. I think like if you want to play um Cameron Johnson, he's still so cheap that like if he continues to get the the solid amount of minutes which he has been, um he he could definitely pay off this price tag, but he's going to have to he's going to have to shoot a little bit more than he has been recently too. Uh we finish it out with New York at Sacramento, 218 total, Sacramento fair by 4. It's a back-to-back for New York, so we'll be waiting on the injury report for them. White side questionable um you know on the on the Sacramento side of things. So um you know Nick Lakina, he's been out. Uh Austin Rivers was out on Thursday for the Knicks. Uh they still you know they they I don't know, still a pretty slow like type of game and like I was really, you know, really high on RJ Barrett in that game. Um, what are your thoughts when it comes to like the Knicks here? Absolutely love Barrett. Like even on the second of the back to back, he was the last second end of a back to back. He played 30 in his grand game before it was a blowout and he put up 42 points. I love Barrett in this spot. Sacramento, obviously I think they're the worst defensive efficiency team in the league by pretty wide margin so even on the second back-to-back might scare off some people i love randall i love barrett i really really love bear that 6.8k price tag is just silly to me i i don't understand why he's so cheap like i guess second of a back-to-back he just put up 38 tonight um but those two and then mitchell robinson 5.9k not the worst idea in the world again terrible defensive team like he could have a pretty good shot at a double double here, but it's it's just those three guys. I'm not like I I don't have any desire to play Peyton. Do you? I don't think this is the spot I play him. I mean, even though it's it's a real good matchup, it's the problem. Like I don't know. Like it's just tough to stack up, like really stack up this game because Sacramento is getting a huge downgrade in pace going up against the Knicks. Um, yeah, man, I, I think like overall, um, I, I love Randall. Like I know he's expensive, but so many people are going to be paying up at, or paying down at center and stuff. Like, you know, obviously you could play him at, at power forward. Um, I talked about this yesterday in the expert survey and, um, scores and odds like premium, like, the Knicks have just been playing so many slow-paced teams. Like they got to play the Warriors um, on Thursday, and like that game went two twenty-five. I-, I think like overall, like we're we're going to see Randall and Barrett really perform well in these like pace-up spots. Um, even like Norlands Noel and like R- Robinson had bigger games. Um, so. I think Reggie Bullock's minutes are going to be very questionable with Alec Burks back, but I think like Randall and Barrett are the two guys you're looking at the most when it comes to the Knicks and they're just playing a gazillion minutes a night right now. Yeah. Yes, they are. Um, What about Sacramento here? 
I'm going back to the Bagley well, even though he crushed me the other night. Like this game sitting at a four point spread, it could stay close. He, I think it was because of the blood. They didn't really end up playing the last bit of the game, although they have certain random games where they don't end up having to play it. But I, I, he could be in the mid thirties range here going up against the Knicks team on the second end of the back to back. He's still averaging over a fantasy point per minute. He's the main guy I'd consider. I don't hate Fox. Like I don't hate Holmes. I don't hate Barnes, but I really, really like Bagley in the spot. He's the guy they're going to be bringing it back with the most and then mixing in Barnes, Holmes. I don't want to play Buddy Hyde, so I probably won't. But Barnes, Holmes, and Fox all give you a nice amount of upside. If this game stays close, it could still be high scoring. You're right. Knicks could be playing at a higher pace game. It's over in Sacramento. They might be able to dictate a little bit more. So, yeah, love Bagley, like Fox. Like Burns. I think this is the game, like, if I'm playing some people from the late games, like, this is the game I'm going to kind of finish out the night and hope that uh, the other two late games kind of stink. Because I-, I think, like, you know, this is a spot Holmes could crush. I think this is a spot, like you said, Bagley could crush. Um, Fox could crush. So I, I think, like, if I'm going to play a couple of these Knicks, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely run it back with one or two of these Sacramento guys and kind of get a little like game stack to finish the night. So, um, yeah, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. Uh, Grant, give me your favorite play under five K to seven X. Boogie. I think that one's pretty clear cut. Um, I think we're both in agreement that like he is the, top um value play on the slate yes i'm de- i'm trying to delay because that's who i was going to pick too um man it gets it kind of gets weak outside of not knowing some of this news um i'll take cameron johnson but i'm definitely going to be looking for some of this news to kind of decide where i'm going to end up um what do you got here over 8k to go under 5x who's your bust today I'm going to go with Kawhi. Like I could pick a Brooklyn guy, any Brooklyn guy, but I'm going to go with Kawhi. All right. I'm going to go, um, I think I'm going to go Harden. Um, Give me your favorite 6X play today. Well, you have Capella. I'll take Bagley. Go, or I guess I'll say that for the let's get weird section. Uh, I'm going to go with Barrett. I like it. Um, I will take Capella. I, I think this is a great spot for Capella. Uh, give me your let's get weird. You said Bagley? Yep. I'm going to go Devontae Graham. Yeah, no one's going to play him. Yeah, Devontae Graham for my let's get weird GPP play today. Uh, game selection, anything standing out to you on FanDuel or DraftKings? Not really on FanDuel or DraftKings. Give it a try on SuperDraft. We've got a decent GPP that I'll win every night, but it's super top heavy. If you're going looking for something less top heavy, then you probably best with a single entry, like $5 and $12 over on DraftKings. Always one that still has a decent amount of rake, but not overly so. Yeah, I'm going to listen. It's an 11 game slate. There's going to be a lot of news. People are going to be adjusting things. Check out this $12 NBA tiers contest. It's a 5K pick and roll. Uh, pays almost 25% of the field. Um, first place is 500 bucks. So 
nice little bankroll builder here. Um, and like I said, I think a lot of people are going to be paying attention to news and building their main lineups that not going to be paying attention a lot to this tiers contest. So you could really take advantage of that. And um, it's a big enough slate where you don't feel like you're, you're scraping the bottom um, on these tiers contests. So check that out. Uh, Grant favorite over under against the spread. What do you got? Over on the Knicks and Kings, I'm actually going to hit that right now. It's 218. I like what you said about the Knicks playing up in pace. Um, and on top of that, like Sacramento is so bad defensively. Knicks could end up putting up a boatload of points just off of the matchup more than the pace. Yeah, that was what I was going to take too. I really like that one. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of go with – I'll go Dallas plus two and a half. Um in this one, I think, uh, or minus two and a half, sorry. Um, I, I like them against the Spurs in this one. But, yeah, I really like the Knicks and Sacramento over. Talked about that, like I said, um, scores and odds, premium picks over there on Thursday. 3-0 and day for me over there on scores and odds. Um, Utah minus seven. RJ Barrett over 17 and a half points. Good day. Um, Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Just play boogie. All right, that's going to wrap it up here for Friday. We'll be back Monday. Hope everyone has an awesome weekend. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then. See you, kids.